Hello, and welcome back to Pastoral Parsha. I'm Michelle Friedman. And I'm Rachel Yehuda. Of YCT Rabbinical School. And in each episode, we explore an aspect of psychology based on the Torah reading of the week. Today, we're going to talk about the next to the last Parsha in the book of Bereshit, the Parsha called Vayigash. And it's a story of intense encounter that has to do with coming to terms with oneself and one's identity. Yes, it's a very rich, emotional Parsha. And it reminded us both of therapeutic work, sessions in which there is powerful emotion and when a patient begins to cry, which we see right there in the text in chapter 45. Right, so just a little bit of a setup. Um, We have uh, Judah wanting to defend the allegations that Benjamin stole the cup from Joseph because after all, Joseph now wants to keep Benjamin as punishment for having stolen the cup and Judah is in a terrible predicament because he promised his father that he was going to bring Benjamin back home safely. Right, Benjamin, who Jacob thinks is the only surviving child of his beloved wife, Rachel. And Judah knows that he has got to convince Joseph to release Benjamin. And we also know from a few episodes ago that Judah has grown enormously as a person. He's the one who took responsibility for his relationship with Tamar and acknowledged that he is the father of her unborn child and he makes her his wife. So Judah, the fourth son, has stepped up remarkably earlier in the book of Genesis. Right, and Judah uh, takes a very honest and direct approach with Joseph, and he pretty much says, um, I promised my father that I would bring Benjamin back. If I go back to my father and the boy is not with us, since my father's life is so bound up with Benjamin's, he's going to die. Right, and at this moment, chapter 45, verse 1, It says, Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants and cried out, have everyone withdraw from me. So there was no one else about when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. His sobs were so loud that the Egyptians could hear. And so the news reached Pharaoh's palace. Now, if this was a session, how would we treat it? Well, we would go back to what made uh, that moment Joseph cry. Absolutely. We would stop and we would say, Something really moved you. Yes, I see that you have an emotional response. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would say genuinely, and we would say, let's let's deepen this. Let's look into this more. You know, we would ask, what is it about what Judah said that made you so emotional? I mean, you've already processed that your brothers are here, that that Benjamin is alive. You've already gotten a lot of it out of your system, but seemingly there's something new here. There's some new material in what Judah said. Maybe it's something that's new and it's old, because what Judah says right now, which is new, touches a deep, old, and extremely painful place in Joseph. Joseph knows that the news of whatever happened with his brothers told his father must have hurt him desperately, must have hurt his father Jacob desperately. And now 
his brother Judah re-evokes that feeling. Joseph is feeling it in this moment as though it's happening right now. He, Joseph, has the capacity to kill his father or allow his father to live. And maybe he realizes that on some level he did kill off a real big part of who his father was. And maybe it starts to really catch up with him that this isn't a game, that he could just walk away and forget that there are some real family emotions here, that his actions really uh, have implications, deep implications, and it's really very big, and this may really have caused him and his emotions to bubble up to the surface when he realizes that this isn't just some game that he's playing with his brothers, but that his father might die of grief, almost the way that we're told that Sarah died when she heard about the binding of Isaac. Or his own mother, Rachel, died when she was giving birth to his brother Benjamin, and she cries out and she dies in childbirth. And the text kind of confirms this, because we have Joseph, who only a few passages earlier has asked, and he's asking in his capacity as viceroy, is your father alive? But now he's asking as Joseph. He announces who he is. He says, I am Joseph. Is my father still well? Right, my father. Right. Is my father still alive? And so I think that that's the first thing on his mind after he discloses his identity. And the fact of worrying about his father becomes, for the first time, more important than whatever else he was enacting um, with his brothers. Moments of strong feeling in therapy can become breakthrough moments of connecting past history, past feeling, and current life experience. Yeah, and they're very powerful moments. I mean, I'm sure this has happened to you in your practice. Yeah, one story that has stayed with me for a long time is an Israeli who I saw some years ago, and this man was a veteran of the Yom Kippur War, where he had endured um, some days of captivity and uncertainty, and was surrounded by a lot of carnage. But he seemed to do okay with that, and he was very, very successful, happened to come to the United States, and he had a family, and he had a business. but. Then he had a physical problem. He had a gastrointestinal condition that was making him feel unwell and making him feel vulnerable. And he was talking about this. And in the course of our therapy, he recalled coming to Israel as a five-year-old boy with active tuberculosis. And he didn't understand Hebrew. He was put in a children's hospital. His mother couldn't stay with him. He was terrified, procedures were done, physical manipulations, and this was absolutely terrifying. And he connected it in this powerful, very emotional session. He connected the physical blow, the physical pain, the physical infirmity of his current gastrointestinal problem with what he had experienced while he was awaiting rescue in the Yom Kippur War and his experience as a five-year-old. And Joseph was similarly able to galvanize his current emotion and reflect on the fact that 
that the origin of it was his being sold and he could reassure his brothers that even though he is now a very powerful man and he does in fact remember everything that they did to him, they shouldn't be afraid. Yes, and I think we see a kind of calm and clarity in Joseph now because he does reassure his brothers. They may not feel so reassured, but in 45.5 he says, Now do not be distressed or reproach yourselves because you sold me. It was to save life that God sent me ahead of you. So Joseph is actually invoking God as this is the reason why we're good. We can go on together. And in therapy, a lot of times the breakthrough moments also lead to something called post-traumatic growth, where you're able to see that because something traumatic happened, something beneficial could come out of it. And so it's the activation of these emotional responses that have been buried that really allow one to sort of reflect on negative traumatic events and really come out with some higher purpose. Thanks for listening to the Pastoral Parsha with Dr. Michelle Friedman and Dr. Rachel Yehuda. This podcast is brought to you by Shabbat Chobavei Torah. To learn more, visit yctorah.org.